0: All right, I've got the recording going, you guys. Welcome to another Fit Friends conversation episode where myself and my bestie, hey Lauren, hey, are on here to talk to you guys, to to talk with you guys about all the things. And we really don't have a whole lot planned on what we're going to talk about today, but we're going to let the conversation go and flow. And we are recording this. The last time we sat down and chatted. We were hyped up and excited because we were going to see each other in real life and in person for the first time in nine, eight, nine-ish months. And it was just so cool. So I figured we'd start off talking about our girls weekend. And the funny thing is, is like, yes, as I was driving to pick up Lauren from the airport, I was like, It feels like a reunion, but it also doesn't because we have kept in such close contact since you left that it didn't feel like we had to catch up. It felt like we could just pick up with where our friendship was and is because we've stayed in close communication, even with the distance between us. Is that how you kind of felt?
1: Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, how's the kids? How's Nick? How's Utah? It wasn't any of that. It was just like, oh my gosh, right into like the deep, (laughs) the deep stuff. And it was, I mean, it's, we have caught like every day we're talking to each other still. And I'm so grateful for that. But it was just funny because it wasn't like, I feel like we should be catching up. But then it was like, "Mm, no, we don't need to do that.
0: We already know. We already yeah, know, you know all of the things and everything. And it ended up being such a perfect weekend, I feel like, because it was three introverts together. And the place that we stayed was actually really awesome because I intentionally had booked a like hotel that had like room separation. So if somebody needed like privacy to have some time to ourselves or and you know, in multiple bathrooms. So somebody didn't have to like, get, like pee and somebody waiting out somebody else waiting to get ready, but there was like a common couch and TV and even kitchen area. So it was really cool. It felt like we were very close together, but not on top of each other in the sense of the hotel situation. And you guys straight up how the girls trip went was, we met up and got settled into our hotel, waited for Lauren Francois to arrive. And then we got ready to go to an epic dinner. And it was like one of the best meals ever because you could sit and enjoy your food and enjoy the company without like kids. And our conversation was just awesome. The food was awesome. And then we went back to the hotel and just stayed up and like talked, talked all night long. It was awesome.
1: It was so awesome. And I think back to the hotel room, it was so nice to have the common area and like the living room area separate than where we were sleeping. Cause sometimes I feel like when you're, where you're sleeping is where you're like hanging out to, it doesn't give that vibe. And that vibe was really nice to be like, Oh, let's go hang out and talk into the wee hours of the night. And then we can go our separate ways and go to bed. Um, and I think it was so, perfect because we all three of us are kind of in the same boat with motherhood like we all have kids around the same age we're ones where it was like we've just been craving that like one-on-one well i guess three three to one whatever um interaction with other women that's like deep and not just like super superficial so it was it was so nice <laughs> it was so nice
0: yeah yeah and then saturday woke up, had a slow morning. I intentionally wanted to make sure like beds were separate from the living area because I'm always the first one awake. And to me, like that's even why I didn't like sleepovers in like elementary school and middle school because I would wake up so early in the morning and then like either pretend to be sleeping or not know. Do I like get up and move? Like I don't want to wake up anybody else. So I would just roll out of bed and go sit in the living room area, make my energize. I journaled and then you guys kind of like trickled in as you woke up and whatnot. And then we went shopping shopped literally till we dropped had really good uh mexican food at the mall of america which when we first got to the mall of america there wasn't it didn't seem like crowded or a lot of people but by the end of our shopping day i looked down the hallway one time and i was like oh my stars look at all the people we are done we are out of here like this is crazy and then that night so that saturday night we just <laughs> we didn't go out to dinner. We stayed in, we had the Hunger Games on. So we were like watching the Hunger Games, like, (laughs) because it's a good movie series, right? And then would talk as the commercials were on and stayed up and talked some more. It was awesome and great. And then the next morning, woke up, Lauren Francois got packed up. Lauren Ricks and I had lunch or brunch. Mm
1: -hmm. And then
0: the trip came to an end. So it was it was such good time together. I feel like it was adequate time together and then to go home. And this though, I will say was one of the first trips that I left feeling full, like Mm -hmm. previous to the kids being in daycare consistently. And when I had work trips, obviously like pre COVID, when I was in the mode of like, building my business, the kids being with me all the time. Like maybe they had daycare very part time then, but I would always go on trips feeling like I need this. I'm depleted. I can't like, I need this break, but I didn't feel that way coming into this trip. It was more of like, I desire to hang out with my friends and connect with them. And to kind of break the routine and rhythm of how our weeks and our weekends have been going and that i feel like that was because there was a different intention and energy behind it the outcome for both like my mentality going into it the kit like my husband's and myself like it wasn't that i was like expressing like oh my gosh i just need i need to get away from everything because i'm so drained like leaving with that type of energy like I did in the past I could see how other things of like the response of of the the trip happening and everything was just different than this time when I was like I'm excited to go be with my friends but I'm not doing it out of a place of like desperation it's it was it was just different and that felt good and I feel like now that the kids are older Um, it has made it easier because there were times when they were little where it was just like so hard to leave them I didn't want to leave them I didn't Mm -hmm. feel comfortable and confident leaving them and I don't know if that was like postpartum hormones or anxiety or if it just you know was kind of that navigation and mindset of like I need to do it all as their mom whereas leaving now it's like it's important for them to have this the, like special times with my husband and they're they like they will be just fine and everything's okay and I wasn't on top of like what did they eat how did they nap um like what time is he going to bed it's like no my husband's got it he's he's a leader in our family and they're just fine and so it was just it was a different a different leaving if that makes I
1: agree sense. I agree. And I feel the same. And I definitely think it's helped that my kids go to daycare now three days a week. Cause I feel like if they weren't, I would have been leaving kind of in the way you had said prior, like leaving to quote unquote escape and like refresh. And like, I guess, fill my, my cup because I was so depleted and exhausted where for me, I was craving that like Connection with you guys, right? That's what I was. That's what filled me up. That connection with you guys, versus like, oh, sleeping and being away from like the routine and the kids. I wasn't looking for that necessarily. Yes, it was nice, but it was that connection with you guys that really filled me up too. And I think it was so good. And we, I, I can't. I guess I can't speak for like everybody, but I know. I feel like I see this a lot in like the moms I talk to is we don't give our husbands enough time to have that connection with our kids. Like I think about when Nick comes home from work, it's like two hours, maybe three hours max that he gets with the kids. And we've talked about this before. Like when he gets home, it's like the kids are on the tail end of their day. So they're not like in their best energy. They're probably exhausted from the day. So Nick kind of gets the tail end of the kids for those last couple of days. So it's so good for them. I feel like husbands to have that more than three hours with the kids, even alone time with the kids. Cause I know when I got home, the kids were in sleep and Nick was just like exhausted. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. And it took him like a whole week to recoup from that. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And I feel like it just gives them that a little bit, I don't know, to be able to not so much relate, but just feel like it's a lot, Mm -hmm. but they can do it. They can totally do it. And they need that. They need that like confident boost to know that they can do be the solo parent for a couple days.
0: Yeah. And also it was just a different perspective for me too, of going into this. I'm like, I'm going to be with my friends and unite because I know this is good for me. And then also there's a trip that Sean is having with his buddies that he haven't, hasn't seen in a long time and I remember like I, I'm excited for him to go with his buddies that he hasn't seen in a long time. Like I'm excited for him to have that time with his friends because my husband's the type of guy that doesn't do that. Like he's he's either at work or he's at home
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that's part of like one of his like core values is Is being here when he can. And so he doesn't like just go grab beers with buddies and stuff. And I know that's a reality for a lot of ladies. So I I get that. But I went into it into the sense of like, if I am happy for his trip with his friends, you know, he probably is going to be happy and reciprocate that and understand that it's not just important for him to go and have time with friends or hobbies or whatever, but he then reciprocate reciprocated and this was true this was a thought that I played around with but it proved to be true when he was genuinely excited about me going on my trip and the attitude and energy around it was totally different than being like well if you have that trip planned then I'm going to plan this trip this trip it wasn't that type of situation at all it was very much like I'm excited for you to get out of routine and be around your friends and do things that are fun for you and your friends. And he felt that same way about me with my friends. And our definition of fun are completely different because I remember, you know, Lord Francois's husband being like, what are you guys doing? It was Saturday night and we were literally like nothing. We're going to sit here on the couches. And we're going to talk. And he's like, you guys are so riveting or that's so riveting. And I'm like, you know what? dude's good guys. You can go do what you want to do, but the girls were just going to sit in the hotel room.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel the same because my husband has a bachelor party coming up this month and he'll be gone for a good chunk of a couple days. And I feel the same way. Like he hasn't seen, I mean, we moved out here what in July of last year. So he hasn't seen a lot of, he hasn't seen any of these guys that he's going to see since we've moved out here. And for Nick, he, I feel like since we've moved out here, he has, I don't want to say lost, but for him hanging out with his buddies consistently and by consistently, I mean like one or two times a month was the thing that really took his stress levels down and filled his cup. So since we've been out here, he hasn't had that. He hasn't had, he hasn't connected with buddies or made like dad Friends, I don't know. Um, he has his like core group of friends that he's grown up with that are his like ride or die, and he hasn't had that time with him. So, I know for him, like, I'm excited for him to go have that because he hasn't had that since we moved out here. And he's, he's, I don't want to say given up that. It's just, it's, I feel like for dudes, it's, or dads, dudes, dads, it's harder for them to find, like, I don't know where you'd find. Dad friends, unless you're like with your wife and she has like a mom friend, and then you connect with the dad. I don't know how you do that when you're like in a totally new state, but I feel that for him too. Where I'm excited for him to go out and do like the things he normally would do that he hasn't been able to do since we've moved out to Utah. So mm-hmm. I feel this different
0: change in perspective and understanding because it's like. When our kids were tiny, I probably speak for both of us. When we were both in the thick of like little 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 kids, like newborn and a toddler and then like with our first is just like we didn't even consider their perspective. Oh yeah. Right? And now like I feel like because newborn life is just different. Those of you with newborns and little littles, like motherhood is hard and every has challenges in every stage. But I feel like mental clarity clears up. Like when the brain fog and tiredness is happening in the first year of life, like that's a lot. And it's hard to even see your significant other's point of view. And I feel like now we're coming into this space and place and this conversation proves it of like understanding
1: different points of view. And For sure. View. I think too with that is you know when you're in that newborn stage that first year and your baby i I know for like Parker for example I was her sole like food <laughs> like she didn't take a bottle so for me it was really hard and i feel like for moms too it's it's a challenge to one care for these these babies that all are all you we also lose sense of like caring for ourselves so then it's like when your spouse wants to go do something that fills their cup or what you know whatever the case may be it's very easy and this was me it was very easy to be like well what the heck like i'm stuck here i'm always with the kids doing all this stuff blah 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 and you're just in that like it's a totally different perspective but i i feel like too even even since i've been taking the initiative to like prioritize myself that's helped be like you need time to prioritize yourself too and whatever that looks like for my my husband right and so like that might mean him golfing on the weekends and doing a round of golf and for him out here that's been what he's been doing and yeah it stinks because it's like I have now I'm solo with the kids for like five or six hours but also now I have three days where I'm not with the kids at all and I can choose to do things on those days also, and that was something like he even brought up where like, he he wanted to take a nap one afternoon. And I was kind of like, I was in my late luteal so, or middle, whatever I was in my luteal phase. And I was kind of like, I don't get to take a nap on the weekends, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you have three days during the week to take a nap if you wanted to take a nap. And I was like, mur, 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 fine. <laughs> okay. You know, and I, I forget that sometimes we, and we've had this conversation before, probably too. Like sometimes I forget that when he's at work, it's a different kind of stressful than when he's at home stressful. And sometimes I just think like, before I remember thinking like, you're away from the home, you're away from the kids. Like that's like vacation for you. And then when you come home, it's like, I expected him to be like energy and on and not exhausted. And he's like, I've been dealing with like baby adults all day and like managing them. I'm like mentally and emotionally exhausted. And I'm like, okay, yeah. And I think it helps when like we enjoy our job too. So it's like I get filled up from my job versus his job isn't filling him up all the time. So it's just a totally different perspective when it comes to like spouses, I guess.
0: And it's not anything like it's kind of acknowledging the controllable versus the not controllable because I, I know oftentimes we as women set expectations on others like we could talk about mother's day. I'll, I'll launch this on Friday. So you talk about the expectation of mother's day. Cause I have a podcast episode on mother's day and I reshare it every year because I just, I'm so very blunt about it, mm-hmm. but we have the, you set these expectations. Like I expect my husband to come walk through the door and feel refreshed and excited to see the kids and excited to see me and like Sean's different in the sense of like even at stressful days of work, he doesn't bring it home or inside. Like I can barely tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but then his also work environment is completely different. But it's like ha- like letting go of the expectations of what we cannot control. I set expectations in areas of my life where I can control but letting go of the expectations in the areas of our lives that we can't control, which is mo- majority of the time, how others act and react. And as women, we feel like we want our kids to act a certain way at certain things. And it's just, when we let go of that type of control, you know, the outcome of it often is just so much more freeing because there isn't pressure. There's mm-hmm. no pressure tied
1: to things. For sure. For sure. And you don't feel like you're, um let down i guess cuz you don't have all these high expectations right so i totally agree with that
0: do we mm-hmm. want to run through quick um workout or fitness mm-hmm. updates yeah.
1: i'm
0: no. i'm still just in my groove with weight training like i'm still just taken like taking the focus off of the scale, off of my weight, off of my shorts, my dress sizes, my how my clothes are fitting and just truly am focused back on strength training and paying attention to how heavy I can lift and how I want to challenge myself the next way. And so probably like four or five days a week of lifting and then sneaking in some type of cardio, which did you see my stories from today on what workout I did? (laughs) <laughs> oh my God, guess a workout I did. Did,
1: did you try the workout. new dance?
0: No, I oh. did Les Mills Combat. Oh. How was that? I got rid of a bunch of my workout DVDs because, you know, with our platform, I stream it on the TV now. And as I was getting rid of some of the DVDs to give to one of Sean's former sweet co coworkers, I stumbled across Les Mills Combat and I was like, I cannot part from this. And last week I was working out and I was lifting and just like some music came on. That was a song from one of my previous turbo classes. Mm -hmm. And so it was at the end of my weight workout. So I just went with it and I ended up doing like 30 minutes of like my own turbo style workout. And I just had so much fun. And then yesterday I was like, I'm gonna bust out combat tomorrow. I can't like, I should post some of the videos that I took of me working out today. I took videos of me for form reasons, but my face while I'm punching is totally different than my face during like burpees or tuck jumps or like squat jumps or whatever. Like I freaking love it. I love it so much. And so I've just been thinking lately, like, I want to bring in that aspect of like cardio kickboxing maybe mm-hmm. some sometime in the future because I won't like teach or go to a gym when the whole mask situation is going on. That's my own personal thing. Like, I think it's completely pointless to work out in a room with people wearing a mask. And, and also I don't like, I personally don't know if I can like breathe and maintain and then thinking of like when I teach cardio kickboxing, I'm queuing and talking a lot. So it's like a mask on top of that. Like, I'm just like, no, I'll wait until this passes. But then also there's a gym that's kind of local to me. Well, it it would be, it would be closer to where I bring the kids to daycare and they kind of do specialize in boxing training. And so I was like, I don't really want to do Group stuff because I want to make sure that I'm focusing on my personal goals. But I was like, what if I hired one of their trainers that could do boxing training with me? And then, since I'm limited in the weights at home for lower body, if I worked with that trainer on boxing and then, um, you know, like. PRing and working up my strength and like my back squat and my deadlift and like doing some barbell um, strength training goals and I'm like I so badly want to call and say like if if you're doing one-on-one do we have to wear a mask situation because if the mask situation wasn't in place I would do it in heartbeat now don't think I'm like anti-mask you guys like I wear a mask when and where it is required. Like i I'm fine with that. But when it comes to like physical activity, I'm just like, no, I'll wait until that mask situation passes, and I can start like gauging and, and working on my boxing skill with some of the programs that we have available to us. And I can start um, doing my back squat with the weight that I have on hand. So then when I can and, and do start working like maybe with a trainer three times a month, you know, meeting once a week during that time. That's something like I'm really excited about and I really want to do. So that's right. kind of where I'm at nutrition wise. I'm still just like trying to make sure that every meal is well-rounded with adequate protein, um, carbs, healthy fat, working kind of, I guess you would say stabilizing blood sugar, with every single meal and metabolism and and whatnot. So that's kind of where I'm at with everything. It's not perfect, but I do feel so good when I'm paying attention to like, how much protein did I eat in my last meal? Well, no wonder why I've been so full for so long, or I'm not, or like it's two hours later and I'm hungry. So kind of that's where I'm at. How are you doing, Lauren?
1: I'm doing good. I've been following
0: your- The last time we talked, You need to go backwards. Last time we talked, you were starting the running program.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) The last time we, yeah, yeah. That didn't last very long. Um, I maybe did like three runs, And when we were on girls weekend, Lauren was like, I feel like you probably need to do a workout that you enjoy doing because you just aren't very much enjoying the running. And I was like, I know, like I so bad want to enjoy running because I feel like it would just be nice to be in the flow of being able to just like go out and run. And maybe that's a mindset thing. I need to just like work through whatever. I don't know. But so I did that for a couple of weeks. Then I came home and I think I did my own thing for a week. And then I started following your um, workout split for your feminine fitness program, which I've been loving just doing it on my own and like going down there and doing it on my own own music, own pace, getting that done. I've been really loving that. I think my birthday's on the 17th and I think I might start, I know we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but um, start four weeks of the prep, but I might do it in two weeks and then start six weeks of the prep in June. Cause that's one of the programs I haven't finished yet. And I remember when they came out, I was like, oh, I'm going to love this program. And I just couldn't get around doing 45 minutes with the kids. They just could not last 45 minutes. And I know I could get up earlier, but that's that. So that's where I am workout wise. Um, I also started intermittent fasting. So I think I've been doing that for like two or three weeks. And, um, it has helped so much with my bloating. I don't know if you guys remember me talking about last month. Like I've just been feeling, I was feeling so bloated, like at the end of the day, which it bloat is normal to a point, but I was feeling like every time I would eat, I would just be like super extended and it wasn't painful per se. It was just, I looked like I was like 20, 30 weeks pregnant. It was insane. Um, so like me and Joel talked about it a little bit and she had mentioned, cause I had brought up intermittent fasting and she, you had said something about like, yeah, you know, maybe giving your body more hours in between to what did you say? Like let my body digest its food instead of constantly be, be eating every like two hours. So I've been doing that and I feel like it's made a huge difference and I'm not super strict, like super, super strict on it. Um, I probably start my, my eating window from like anywhere between nine and 10, sometimes 11, depending on the day in the morning. Um, and then I have my last meal after like dinner, our dinner is our last meal, which is around like six. Mm -hmm. And I've been having like three bigger meals versus eating every two hours. And for me, I feel like that has been the biggest difference is not feeling like I have to eat every two hours because I just feel like that was not helping my digestive system at all. So that's where I am nutrition-wise.
0: And intermittent it's so, fasting. like, that's the thing with intermittent fasting is people think, like, it always has to be this 16-hour, 18-hour fast. Well, you can decide, and that's how I always gauge people to start, is, you know, take note of the last time that you ate in the evening and then wake up hydrate yourself like get some water in get some fluid in and then let your body wake up a little bit and tell and let your body become aware of hunger. So I do have an idea for making a soul podcast episode on this but I really want to de- debunk the myth of like eating every 2 to 3 hours is good for your metabolism or whatever because it's just be it's complete BS and here's a handful of reason why number one we get so out of sync with our own hunger and satiety hormones so leptin and ghrelin leptin is the hormone that signals hunger that tells you okay it's been some time you need to eat ghrelin or ghrelin is the one that is like signals hunger hunger leptin is the one that says i've had enough i'm full and i'm satisfied and if you're eating small meals timed in in a particular duration you're eating because of a clock not because of your hormone um, responses and if you're eating small meals and you're really not eating enough at those meals your leptin levels haven't reached that point of satiety so the disconnect that we have triggered within our own body of not knowing what actual hunger feels like, not knowing what actual feeling full and like that satiety and stopping before we're stuffed feels like is because leptin and ghrelin are not our initial markers. We're looking at the clock to tell us when to eat again. And being hangry, you guys, is not a sign of hunger. Being hangry is a sign of your insulin levels being off. It could be insulin resistance because when you're eating every two to three hours, your body is given an insulin spike for energy. It's saying, okay, I've got an insulin spike for energy, especially if you're like constantly having small meals with carbs and not adequate protein and fat to be full and satisfied and fueled you're constantly telling your body, okay, spike the, spike the insulin. That's like when you're going through with insulin resistance, you're not staying full long enough. And that like hangry feeling is a sign that your insulin levels are off. Your blood sugar is off. And that frequently happens because with you're constantly eating every two to three hours, it's like insulin spike, insulin spike, insulin spike. And you're not allowing your blood sugar levels to balance back out in between meals. Your digestive system is just constantly filtering things through your digestion instead of just eating a meal feeling done, fueled, satisfied, and waiting like three to, I mean, we are conditioned by the clock right now. So if you're wondering, am I eating enough to make sure like you, you want to feel satisfied for like three to four ish hours in between your meals instead of every two to three. So Mm -hmm. kind of a rule. And if you're somebody who is like, I'm always so hungry at night, I want you to think about, are you eating enough during the day? And I challenge you to make sure like your coffee and some egg white bites from Starbucks are not an adequate full and satisfying meal. I even saw a blogger who's really popular talking about her lunch and she shared like her recipe and how she makes it. And she says she doesn't count calories, but she showed like what the macronutrient content of that salad was. And it was literally like 250 calories. You guys, if you're eating 200 to 350 calories at a meal, you're going to feel hungry in the next two, three hours because it's not enough fuel. Now, it's not about like, what's the magic caloric number? It's looking at your plate and being like, are you eating enough at a single meal? Have you, were you actually hungry when you were starting that meal? Or do you feel like you just need to eat at that time because you need to eat at that time? In my like perfect, day of eating, you know, I tend to break my fast around like 9.30, 10.30, it kind of depends on the day. Um, and then like my lunch is whenever I'm feeling hungry later. So my lunch tends to be a little bit later, like maybe like two-ish. And so that way I'm like eating a breakfast, a lunch and a dinner instead of like, oh my gosh, it's noon, time for lunch. Well, I wouldn't even be hungry by then because I had eaten just prior to that.
1: Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And I am finding that that's kind of my rhythm too, eating between like that same time. And then it was like switching my mindset. Like you just said like, oh, it's noon, but I'm not hungry yet. And really eating my quote unquote lunch at like two or sometimes it's even three where I'm like, this is so weird that I'm eating lunch right now, but I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. It's time for me to eat. I'm hungry. So it's helped a lot. And I feel like my energy throughout the day is more level than like you said, being spiked every two hours by something and then kind of like crashing. I
0: listened to a really great podcast and I've learned from Kelly Levesque um, for many years, many years I've learned from Kelly Levesque. She talks a lot about insulin and blood sugar and eating in a way that makes sure we're not getting these huge, um, blood sugar spikes from our meals. But she did a podcast interview on the Angie Lee show. And I think it's titled like meat is the new kale and they have a great like spectrum of what they talk about. Um, because you know, vegan vegetarian is super popular and trendy right now. And Kelly's really advocating towards like, animal protein is beneficial for us. And and she talks about that, but they did have even that conversation that opened my eyes when it came to feeding my kids, because she talks about this same, this same way of feeding my kids in a way that helps stabilize their blood sugar. So the first things that are on their plate are the protein, healthy fat and fiber, and being cognizant of like, when I give my kids a meal, how much carbs and not that carbs are bad right but how much carbs are on their plate and like what's the result of that going to be and she gave even the example of like a popular feed mommy feeding page that was like share how make this smoothie for your kids and it was with like six oranges a banana threw in a little bit of greens and mixed it with some milk. And Kelly made a good point of like, your kids probably wouldn't have eaten that many oranges in a sitting. You just gave them that many oranges and that much sugar in one sitting. And yeah, in like two hours, your kids are gonna be fussy and whiny and angry because they have those sugar spikes. But also if you think about it with kids, when they do eat something sugary, or carb heavy, how do that, how does their body and metabolism respond? It wants to use that as energy. Like Mm -hmm. kids are like then moving because their metabolisms are properly functioning to know this quick burst of carbohydrates is supposed to be used for fast fuel. Mm -hmm. Adults have been conditioning our body and our metabolism to consume this type of stuff, but then sit Mm -hmm. right? And when we don't use that as fast fuel, our body then will turn it into storage. So even some of the um, hormonal ladies I've been learning from, like even Elisa Beatty is like, you know, if you do have the cake, the cupcake, the cookie, whatever it is, you know, try to even just get a little burst of movement right after. So you're using that um, glucose spike as fuel, not like, leaving that energy hanging there and lingering and being like, oh, I've got a carb hangover. And it's reteaching your body, use this fast fuel as fast fuel, not as storage in those types of situations. So that was um, two points that I learned and heard about recently, because I know like nutrition just from different aspects either seems so rigid or so contradicting because there are people with like bodybuilding physiques that swear by eating small meals every two to three hours. But when you think about it, their small meals aren't made up of things that are spiking blood sugar. Like even something like, um, veggies, a little bit of hummus and some pretzels, like that could leave you at a carb hangover. If you're not pairing it with a healthy fat and an adequate protein. Hmm. For
1: sure. For sure. Well, and I think just talking about that too, is there's so many different things out there. And I feel like we just have to get better. And this is talking, me talking to myself too, at like being and not an experiment, but listening to our bodies and listening to like, Oh, how did that make me feel like the other day, yesterday, I think I had oatmeal for breakfast for breakfast. It was later in the afternoon or later in the morning, like nine 30, I think. And my body did not like it at all. And I used to eat oatmeal all the time back in the day. And I was just like, Nope, can't do oatmeal where oatmeal is classed, Like you hear a lot of people have oatmeal. It's so healthy and it's so filling. And for me, it was just like, it was my body was not happy with it. And I think we just need to get better at like listening to your own body. Cause me and Joelle can't tell you like, eat this, eat this, eat this, eat this time, eat this time, eat this time. time," And you'll see success or results because your body is different than our bodies, right? So just a good reminder to like listen to your body too on different things.
0: But also something like oatmeal might not always feel like that for you. Yeah. For example, because I know you and because we met last month and our cycles sync together and I know you're in menstrual phase, yeah, oatmeal is takes longer for our digestive system to process. And mm-hmm. in your menstrual phase, Um, you want to have things that are more easily digestible. So oatmeal during um, early luteal phase may feel entirely different than oatmeal during your menstrual phase because your digestion is completely different during menstrual phase. Our body wants to conserve our digestive energy for what's going on in our feminine body during our menstrual phase. And so having things that are more easily digestible, and I've given the example before of like, I bet if you ate like a raw cabbage salad type of situation digestively during menstrual phase, you may feel like, oh my gosh, I got bloated and kind of gassy from it. Versus like last night we had, um, it's called this cheeseburger. It's like the best is cheeseburger skillet. And mm-hmm. I found this um, dill pickle flavored sauerkraut, which as you start listening to Eat Smarter, Lauren, the book by Sean Stevenson, you'll hear like just all the wealth of foods that are so good for gut health and digestion and everything. But I was like, I'm going to try it. And I know typically what I would have done was put that like cheeseburger skillet on top of like fresh romaine or like a bag salad mix or whatever. Um, But when I had it paired with like the sauerkraut, which is fermented and broken down and easier to digest, it felt completely different during that phase. And I'm on like the tail end of my menstrual phase kind of rolling into follicular phase, but it's just, it can be so different based on Where you're at in your cycle and and that's why i have the food lists that i do and the cheat sheets on um, in my feminine fitness program because just because if you eat eggs in one part of your cycle and it doesn't feel good digestively doesn't mean like you you can't play around with like okay let's try them out during a different phase my digestion's different based on where i'm at in my cycle
1: Right. And that still boggles my mind that our digestive system is different during different phases in our cycle. Like when you first told me that I was like, mind blown. What? (laughs) It's so crazy to think about, but it makes so much sense.
0: And I even had clients when I would talk to her, talk to them about it. They like, this makes so much sense because in phases where they were doing like time nutrition with 80 day obsession, she was like, I remember Eating pretty much like the same salad every single day. And some days I would feel so fueled and satisfied from it. And other days I would kind of just like choke it down, didn't really want it, but then feel gassy and bloated from it later on. And it was the same salad. I'm like, yeah. And you didn't know this at the time, but it probably was different based off of what phase you were in. Because I know for sure, like when I'm in follicular and ovulation phase, I'm like, Oh, going out for like a salad sounds so good to me right now. And then when I'm in luteal and menstrual phase, I'm like, oh, something like a steak and, you know, roasted veggies sounds so much better during that phase. And yeah, at first it's like you're learning something new, but then eventually it becomes very intuitive.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. For sure. For sure.
0: Yeah. So I think we've we've covered a lot today, lots of goodness. Um, I do have a podcast episode on intermittent fasting. I will link for you guys. I will also link that um, Angie Lee show episode with Kelly Levesque because it was just so good. And th- she kind of talks about the same thing with intermittent fasting is, but she also brought up a really good point of eating, you know, our body wants to, and is designed to eat when the sun is up. You know, like if you can use that as a guide to to kind of see how you feel. And it's not saying like, oh, my gosh, if you wake up super hungry one morning and you have your breakfast, you break your fast at 7 a.m., you've completely messed up like. On, I have those days too. There are times where I wake up, and it's usually late luteal where I wake up, and I'm like, "Hello, hunger! Like, I feel you. I see you. I'm in. I'm in alignment with my lep- my ghrelin and leptin levels now. I can tell what true hunger is, and then I will eat earlier. But I do just make sure, like, when I break my fast, there's adequate protein. There's adequate healthy fats to keep me full fueled and satisfied, making sure I'm getting some fiber in there with every single meal to help aid in digestion because how like how we excrete excess hormones, specifically excess estrogen is through our digestive processes, our bowel movements. And so if that's not regular, you're not eliminating um, things out of your body that your body wants to eliminate. So lots of cool stuff. If that triggers like any sort of questions that you have that we kind of covered, reach out to me on Instagram. I can take a couple of these topics to individualized podcast episodes. If you guys want follow both Lauren and I on Instagram, I'll have those linked down below. Thank you for joining me again, my friend. Always. Oh, I was always it just helpful. like, "Hey, we haven't had a podcast episode in a while. Let's record." <laughs> what do you want to talk about? I don't know, life. She <laughs> <laughs> asked me that, you guys, like, "What should we talk about?" And I didn't even answer her back cuz I'm like, "We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll go through the updates and talk we don't about Don't really
1: need that. topics. I feel like we can just it just flows. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Today, we appreciate you and share with one of your friends.